Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, and just a quick heads up, I am bringing a bookish comedy show to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival from March 23rd to April 4th. I host the show and every night I get on three different comedians doing all of their most book-themed material. I've done it all around Australia and in the UK, and it's been a lot of fun every time. And if you're interested, you can grab tickets at comedyfestival.com.au. I would love to see you there. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's happiest podcast network. Hey everyone, welcome to Bookish. I'm George Demrose. This is a show where we ask you what's your story and what does it say about you. Today on the show, we have German comedian Maren Whitaker. How you doing, Maren? Hey George, I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad. You know, you do. You know, German comedian does sound much fancier than comedian. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I usually add it because you know it's for the extra spice. <laughs> yeah, it, it works. Everyone's like, oh yeah, comedian. I've heard a billion of those German comedian. Yeah, it just Did- doesn't make sense. It just doesn't sit right with you. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> that is true. People say that. You know, the government. Attack, I, I've I, again. We discussed off before the pod. Uh, how I feel like Germans get misrepresented sometimes, and I think that's part of like doing comedy because everyone always goes to the most obvious joke. You just see it done so many times that you just get kind of bored of it. And like the one of Germans being not funny. Oh, funny German. And nah. But then you're like, man, I know a lot of successful German comedians who are ultra talented because. Really? Did you know the, what's his, what's his name? Uh, in England, he's super popular in the UK. He sells out Edinburgh every year. Uh, Henning Wen. I don't think I know him. Like I've I checked out the um, German comedians that are on the Netflix special for Germany. How were they? Um, it, yeah, they were okay. Not good. <laughs> um, they did have to do comedy in German, so I, I don't, I wouldn't know how to do that, right? So, what, as in, like the language doesn't? Yeah, it's just lend I, itself to comedy. It's just like, uh, how do you build, like, uh, become familiar with your audience when you speak German? I don't know. Like, how do you build that? Um, you know, the connection that you need to. What do you mean? What the German language doesn't let you build connections? No, it's just you know, you're just very straightforward. Like in German, you know, when we meet someone, we don't say we don't ask how are you unless we like actually like, hey, how are you going? No, I mean like, how are you? Like, tell me. Yeah. yeah. So you know. We... Otherwise, it's just hello. Yeah. How? Where are you going today? <laughs> it is three oh seven p.m. <laughs> it is actually like that. <laughs> it's really hard. I was like, kind of forgot how to be nice in German. 
<laughs> this is the most damning statement of Germans ever. <laughs> Look, I'm liking them more than you. <laughs> yeah. I love Germans. You're, they're de- the best. you're defending them. No, they're very friendly. Um if you if you don't know if you're like lost, if you need direction, they're so nice. <laughs> it's, it's such a specific thing, yeah. <laughs> because the other thing is because the like my view there's two things for me with the German comedy. Uh firstly, Berlin is like one of the better known comedy cities of yep. Europe. So it's one of the bigger, like more known established like comedy places because um, it's just Berlin. It's, I think it's everything there. But also, this is me being doing my stereotypes, but basically <laughs> Germans are very technically skilled and very efficient. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. If, if one of them decides to be a, Germ- uh, a comedian, you better believe he's going to be refining and <laughs> getting every word straight and doing, bringing the German efficiency to comedy is right. kind of how I view it. Yeah, That will be me then, right? Is it the, <laughs> the I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. But um, Germans are really into slam poetry. I figured that out. <laughs> Which I don't think I are could. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm serious. There's like, you know, there's like a lot. I know people that go like, you know, state levels and all their friends go like, what? <laughs> what? In Germany? Yeah, yeah. State I, level? Yeah, it'd be like, I guess like maybe raw comedy. You know, if you get really far, then you then you get to the. German International Slam Poetry Festival. I don't know. <laughs> I love the fact that there's a German International Slam. No, poetry. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> no. I did but make... there is now. We are claiming it. <laughs> but uh, what is a? Uh, is that in in German? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a very easy joke there about how much more slammy German slam poetry would be than English, yeah. just because of the language. I can see that. Yeah, it would yeah. be that. Yeah. Whoa, man, I am getting slammed by this poetry. <laughs> yeah, you're just, that is true. You're just forgetting that for Germans, German is just German, right? Like, Yes. I know. I, I, yeah. Okay, you've made me sound like I'm drawing stereotypes now. Okay. <laughs> I was just riffing on the joke. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Is it, well, but see, you're saying that. But don't even Germans appreciate that maybe. Which again, it's it is different for different people in Germany. Like, mm. as in, I think that's the other misleading thing. Everyone pictures German as one thing, which is like the yelling sort of fiery <laughs> speeches for some reason. Don't know why. Um, but then there's lots of different types. Like, like uh, especially I think females speaking German can be like a whole different representation compared to the angry man delivering a angry speech, yeah. which everyone kind of pictures German as. Yeah. But surely you like hear the sharpness even yeah yeah of course yeah you can hear the sharpness yeah even if you're from there yeah you'd be like yeah this is but you're you're obviously used to it um yeah the throaty throatiness yeah yeah i guess and like i mean i yeah so you don't know because even i speak greek and i'm like what does this sound like yeah to other people i don't know like as in is it does it sound friend like as in yeah you got because because you're hearing the words you know what i'm switching you're right i judged (laughs) <laughs> but I'm here to grow. Yeah. So what am I talking about? Nothing. That's it. But no, <laughs> Germany's a bit <laughs> just the shape of the words. They can be a bit Yeah. And I actually I do think like I've tried to write jokes about certain German words before and then I always have to ask someone, like, what does that sound like for you? Because I just don't know. Firstly, obviously you know the meaning of the word, but then you're also like, what does that sound like to someone, you know, that doesn't speak German? I wanna know. I want to make this funny. <laughs> that's yeah, no, it's true. That that's actually so funny if you start translating sayings into like 
a different language, and but it's not it's not really suitable for you know stand up comedy because you have to understand both sides. But you know, if you get together with your friends and just translate sayings back and forth between two languages, I'll be honest, that is a it's a it's classic comedy. Yeah. That is classic. Everyone does something like that. Like I mean, and Germans have a lot of uh, animal based phrases. Like where is the bear dancing? Oh really? I always thought there's a lot of sausage based scenes, which is it's ridiculous. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> it's very on brand. <laughs> we, we can't do more stereotypes. I feel like we covered the stereotypes. Well, so. we've broken down some. We've yeah. added to others. That's yeah. a nice way to do it. I think that's what interactions are about. Yeah, too. But so to give people some background on you, you yes, you were you're German, but. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Wait, point. what? Clearly? It's like, what? <laughs> um, but you've been here in Australia for 11 years. Yep, that's right. Uh, were you in Germany before then? Uh, yep. Because it was a straight move here. Was it with family? Uh, no, I came um, when I was 18 as a backpacker. Um, I lived in Queensland for like seven years and then moved to um, Melbourne three years ago. Okay. All by myself. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time in Queensland, but it wasn't just Queensland. You were up north, right, in the yeah. talking about the Torres Strait Islands. Yep. Which you're actually the second guest I've had on here. Who yeah, I saw that spent too. Time, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, awesome. A, yeah. Torres Strait Islands, represent. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cool. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. Because what was it like? Uh, it was amazing. Um, I did. I'm, my ex is Australian, so that's why I ended up up there. Um, otherwise, I probably would have never, you know, gotten to there because it's quite, you know, it's expensive to fly up there. It's not like touristy. But it was amazing. It was just so, so stunning. Like I'm super, super glad that, yeah, I got to see that. Um, but Australia, I think it's very similar in the mentality to Germans in some way. So I can feel really? at home. Yeah. Like obviously there's differences that like we just talked about, <laughs> but there's a lot of similarities as well. Maybe the, um, you know, you say, oh, Australians love a rule. <laughs> um, I, I can see myself in that. You know, as a German, Australians do love. Uh, they do love their rules. It's true. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I've got a running theory that uh, maybe it, it does tie back to our convict origins, but people don't like to hear that. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big part of it. It's what makes us Australian is our convict history. But yeah, people sometimes don't like to. Think yeah, about that sort of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, no, but I think theories like that are important. You know, maybe, do, you, do you have one on Germans as well? <laughs> No, I don't know. I actually don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why they are the way they are, but uh, yeah. Although the fact that they were landlocked, like sort of, I think that, I don't know. I wonder how much that impacts how people's mentalities as well. You know, you if you don't have a beach to chill out on ever, I feel like you're gonna be high strung. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why I was trying to say earlier. You know, that I mean, we do have beaches, but only at the north, on the mm. north, in the north, in the north, uh, and obviously most of the time it's too cold to go there. Mm. So everyone's just so stressed all the time. Well, if you go to Germany or Europe in summer, it's so nice because it's not like if you get nice weather, everyone's really happy. But the other 10 months of the year, <laughs> everyone's just at each other's throat. <laughs> good healthcare though yep. and cheap university and five weeks annual leave, yep. which is the best thing ever. I love yeah. that. That's so much annual leave. Yeah. Parental leave is also like, ridiculously good yeah <laughs> what a place yeah let's all move to germany <laughs> yeah i mean what are we doing here in this shithole yeah <laughs> so okay actually part of that so you moved here backpacking did you go anywhere else around the world as well um no <laughs> no <laughs> um, oh my god you just went to like another white country that's yeah, got sun and beaches that's, and that's just stayed me. there pretty basic <laughs> um yeah i was like i was going to stay for six months and then travel more 
Um, but then I met my ex in that time. So that's probably the main reason I stayed, which makes it a little bit less basic, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, then just kind of stayed. Traveling girl finds boyfriend <laughs> in foreign location. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta be honest. It's, <laughs> okay, it's not sounding that not basic, to be yeah, honest. Right. I was just really happy, and like I am, um, you know, I'm definitely a person that likes to settle as well. So That's I love that hearing this because it's like such a different experience again. Like to just leave and then it's playing it so by ear. So obviously, when you met the guy, you, you were 18. Yeah, which is hilarious already. Yeah, it's such a big decision. But then. He was just like, hey, let's hang out. I and mean, you were like, all right. Uh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like. But yeah, that's basically what happened. And then kind of just, I do really like it here. Hey. Did you add in an A to sound more <laughs> Australian? Is that what you just did? Are you trying to trick us? <laughs> I actually, I, I didn't notice I did that until recently. Someone pointed it out. I think it's maybe a Queensland thing, is it? Because mm. I do do that a bit. Yeah, yeah, nuts. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yes. I do. <laughs> the joy of answering an easy question. Yes. How, younger or older? Um, they're both older. I have a brother and a sister. How much older? Um, four and seven years. Did they ever bully you? No. that's all. I'm still very disappointed with that, that they didn't really do that because obviously I was the youngest and if they tried, I would just cry and then that would work so well that they actually stopped doing it. Were you running away from – not running away. But were you, were you, when you left Germany, was there any reason to go back? Um, I was definitely running away. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. From a relationship? No, no, from just Germany in general. <laughs> I do meet a few people actually who like traveling from Germany who like, that's the reason they kind of like find it stifling and a bit um rigid. Yeah, yeah. I I did, I obviously wasn't really, I didn't really realize what I was doing at the time, but now looking back, I was just not generally not very happy with the German lifestyle. Mm. Um, like everyone I knew was going straight to university and I was like, um, you know, I have an idea what I could study, but I don't want this pressure of, you know, having to study for you, you study for longer as well. I think like until you get into a job, so you spend anywhere between like five and what, if you do psychology or something, 12 years studying, and then you're getting into the job and quite often realize, oh, this is not for me, but you're going to stick with that because you spent so much time. Um, I, no, no, the, the, it just that the, I because I didn't do that. I I did go away eventually, but uh, that idea of just leaving and then do you live life kind of like to that? The <laughs> I guess that too, but like, okay, wh- why did you start comedy? Um, I started um, after doing improv for a bit and meeting a lot of comedians and thinking, oh, I could do that, but it's scary. Because I always loved performing, but performing doesn't scare me. But stand-up comedy scared me, so I thought I should do, I should do that. Really? Yeah. So you actually went for the thing that scared you? Yeah, yeah. That's like the main reason I did it. Because I, you know, you if something scares you, it's like a good indication of like you probably should do it. Unless it's like jumping off a cliff without. Obviously, like there's limitations to it. But you know, trying uh, things. It's important to clarify. Yeah. Um, did have you got other examples where you've done that? Um, like, I guess maybe coming to Australia. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, probably like it was a little bit scary when I made the decision to like properly like study here and like move here properly rather than just travel here. It was scary, but then also a lot of people said, Oh, you won't, you won't be able to do that. So then I was like, You watch me. <laughs> the old, I'll show them reason for living your life. I gotta love that. That is such yeah. a big decision. <laughs> 
for I'll show you. I love that. It's, yeah, watch me 12 years later. It's like she really committed to showing me. i got to be honest. Yeah, look, it wasn't the main reason, but like I, I did just have this like feeling that I wanted to live here that I couldn't really justify. And the same, I guess, similar with stand-up. Like I just thought, oh, I should try that. It's a bit scary. So I think it's similar. No, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. like that, that attitude of like, uh, yeah. Which is like one of the reasons like why I like the book that I picked today. Yeah, is that, yeah we've gone off. <laughs> is that a nice segue? Yes, it um, is a nice segue. <laughs> um, and I'm interested because I actually don't know uh, much about this book, so yeah. you're going to be informing me as well. Um, your book choice for today is? Um, it's The Happiest Refugee by Ando. So it's a memoir, his memoir. Um, and yeah, one of the things that I really liked about it is that he talks about his family a lot and he has a very good, like a very sense of family and that comes through very strongly. So yeah, I just was, I was just thinking of that. I really liked that. So even though you didn't, you're saying you didn't have that as much. No, I just didn't have the same sense that, yeah, he describes and like he talks about a lot about his family, obviously coming to Australia, um, being, you know proper refugees um coming to australia in like the 1980s by boat in the 1980s yep i didn't know they were still doing that i think they were um they didn't actually make it to australia but they were rescued and then um i think went to malaysia first oh, that and then kind of boat. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, i'm so dumb i'm so slow okay that's what you meant all right so they were like what's called the happiest refugee. So. Yeah, yeah. So they're proper refugees. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so to give a quick summary of it as well. Uh, so basically it's Anne Doe, which is a Australian comedian. Yep. Um, he's slightly older now, obviously. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's about – it's a memoir of his experience moving to Australia. Yeah. Moving to, yeah. escaping to Australia. Yep. Um, from – where was he from? Uh, Vietnam. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's from Vietnam. Um with his family together? Yeah. They all so, came at the same time? Yeah. And he was a kid? Yeah, he was two years old on the boat. And um, they got um, there was two different groups of pirates that picked up the boat and nearly, obviously twice, nearly didn't survive, but survived. And, like, I guess that's, you know, very in, uh, an intense, like, trauma, traumatic experience to start with. And then you read the book and he, I guess if you know what he's like, he's, like, so, he seems genuinely happy. Um, and then tells a story about being a comedian. And, yeah, I thought it was very impressive. Like what he could make of himself from that kind of beginning. Yeah, yeah. Is that – um that is – that that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. So why did that – why is that your – why do you think that's your fave? Um, yeah, it made a big impact on me because probably because there was the, the start of the book where he describes, you know, fleeing Vietnam and um, I, like a lot of the experiences are through his family members, obviously, because he was only two years old. But he describes all of that um, very heavy trauma and then is the person that he is now, which I think I can relate to because it's like in German history there's a lot of trauma, um, but he's a very happy person. So I'd like to, I'd like to be like that. <laughs> and then he seems genuinely happy, you know, there's like, yeah. Very, very, and a very impressive person, I think. Right. So the big part of it you liked was his actual happy attitude, considering, yeah, what had happened. Yeah, um, and I did read this as well before I did comedy, so it's not, like now there's even more reasons why I could choose that book because obviously he's a he was a stand up co uh, comedian as well, but when I read it, I hadn't started doing comedy yet. I was just very 
drawn to it. And I can't really remember why I picked it. I would like to remember it, but just kind of picked it up some one day and then, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because did you, did you read a lot when you were, this is, I'm guessing, when you were up in Torres Strait Islands? Um, yeah, probably not a lot. I, I um, But, yeah, that's when I read it. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and you just happened to pick that up and yeah. then it gave you, well, it sounds like it might have even started you off rethinking. Were you doing much performing and stuff when you were younger? Um, yeah, I definitely, I, again, I wasn't doing a lot, but I really loved it. Like I loved theater at school mm. Like performing arts was like my favorite. Um, the one thing I thought I would want to study after school was acting, but then I kind of went to a couple acting schools and I thought, oh, this is so serious. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be this serious. Um, yeah, but I did always love it. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so yeah, you, you maybe had a bit of a gap cause you're guessing you didn't do any of that. Yeah. Straight or whatever, but then that, then you started yeah enjoying it again and that might have been another reason why you picked it because you, you knew it was did you know he was a comedian yeah yeah, yeah 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 it actually says at the front um his journey to becoming one of australia's most loved comedians i'm like mm, i want to be that <laughs> well that is formative actually yeah <laughs> really that's um did the so uh, is the philosophy is it like philosophical or is it kind of just is he meditating much on the stuff that happened to him and talking about that or is it more just like talking about you know, his life. Yeah, yeah. You know he's, I mean? He he kind of you know he talks about his life, but he does that also in a very you know you 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 want to keep reading the book. I did want to keep reading the book. It's not just you know a retelling of everything that happened. Um, but yeah, he talks about um his family, his family ties, which I think are, you know very. Uh, I was drawn to because that's such a beautiful thing to have that you know very close feeling with your family, and then he talks about um studying law. Um, meeting his wife and I think finishing his law degree because then he was in a job where he was meant to work 60 hours a week and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this is a bit but I'm gonna go with it's true he said he worked four hours and then he walked out <laughs> because yeah he couldn't do it and then decided to focus on stand-up right yeah you keep going on to mention this family thing which is interesting to me because like obviously you said yourself you didn't have that so you, but you liked reading about that yeah else having that yeah uh which is Interesting, I find, just because, like, obviously, did you feel like you you were missing that, or did you want more of that yourself, or yeah. you just kind of find it interesting? Yeah, no, I definitely I miss that, and I want I always wanted that for myself. Um, and I, I I mean, like, I can easily say my experience is German, but I don't really have any other family to compare it to, right? So for me, it's like my experience feels kind of German. You know, there's a lot of intergenerational trauma in families and in, in Europe in general, so it's very heavy. It's very hard to sometimes form really meaningful relationships with your family. Um, really? Yeah, that's how I see it. <laughs> that's what it feels like for me. Uh, is that what it feels like for you? You feel like personally or you look around at even your brother and sister and their interaction with your parents and you see the same sort of thing? Yeah, I think there's definitely like a lot of um, similar things and I'm not sure if that's just like European like related, but I feel like our, our parents' generation, you know, they didn't have maybe access to therapy as much so they had you know a lot of things that they never processed and then kind of just i guess pass on to the next generation that's just what happens even with the best intentions that's literally all of human history <laughs> uh the so that's cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So with the the living, I guess, Ando with his story, by the way, I just have to mention this because I did look it up. (laughs) That is one. That is a that is a terrible book cover. Yeah, I feel like that is the worst. That is one of the not. worst book covers. No it's, offense to Ando. I'm sure I actually want to read it. It sounds super interesting. Yeah. But sure they could have done a better job than yeah. that. That is like it looks like a kin like an ebook cover from someone who's self-published. Like Yeah. He 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 won like prizes with this book. Um so <laughs> And don't you know? Don't go by the cover. <laughs> no, I, I just I just wanted to mention it just in case anyone sees it and goes, nah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fair, <laughs> it's fair. And also the actually the like the um what it says at like the front, I that wouldn't draw me in. You know, one of Australia's most loved comedians. I'm like, who gives out this title? How do I get it? <laughs> it's hilarious how <laughs> just not good that. Yeah. Like. Which it's is, a refugee boat and his face. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not great, which is very interesting cuz he um he um stopped focusing on stand-up comedy to do painting. So he obviously has like a visual mind, right? So I did, I so that's what he did. Yeah, so he he did like painting courses. He did a show where he would paint portraits and then talk to people. I've n- I should check that out. <laughs> I haven't, but I read about it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I mean, the fact you read about it has yeah. some interest in it. Yeah. Uh, so it does talk about the, uh, I guess, the idea of someone going to a new, so you have the family stuff, sounds like that hooked you, and the yeah. comedian stuff, which again, I understand. What about the whole concept of like going to a new, I guess he would have been describing, again, I'm guessing, a sort of fish out of water life, like as in being... Yeah. Not completely part of Australian culture just because of his yeah. background and stuff. So trying to like yeah. merge those two. Um, is that something you've felt? Yeah, before I think or? a very different experience for me because he does talk about um, yeah, racism a little bit in his experience and his family's experience. And I haven't experienced that at all. So um, yeah, no, look, you're yeah. not experiencing it. Yeah, but- <laughs> um, he, I yeah, I also think that he's just too, he just, it's very interesting to me. He just kind of describes these really heavy things and just, there's not a lot of judgment to it. Like he just describes them and that's how they were. They weren't great. But I can kind of like just imagine his smiling face. You know, that's just what life's like. And like, yeah. I think- I'm not, you, your face is smiling right now as you say this, but this sounds so disturbing in a way. Oh, really? Yeah. Look, maybe I didn't describe <laughs> no, no, it well. No, what, what you're saying is heavy moments of racism or bigotry or stuff. Yeah. But the way he's saying it, it's kind of like, that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is funny. I, I think that can be very unhealthy and I'm trying to – I'm probably trying to bring a, like bring the point across that he doesn't seem that way. He seems like a genuinely – like a person who has probably like processed that or made his 
piece with it. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. I I really admire that because yeah, I think there's heavy stuff that takes a really long time to process. You know, the very traumatic events in your life for and, everyone. You know, for a very long time. You know, you might be you you want to be okay with it, but you're just not. He seems like a person that is just genuinely like, yep, I've this wasn't great, but I've lived through it and I've processed it and. Yeah, it's obviously a big judgment, but that's what it seems like for me, and that's what I kind of took from it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he hasn't. It doesn't seem like denial. It seems like someone yeah. who's actually put in the work to deal with it and yeah. then get past it, essentially. Yeah, and I think that is um, another reason I really like that. I've sometimes noticed that a, a comedians will kind of, and Hannah Gatsby talks about this in her special as well. You know, to talk about traumatic or negative experiences um, and joke about it before they process you know, how actually how it's actually a traumatic thing. So you take away the step of like, oh, this actually really sucks. And then afterwards you can joke about it. But because talking about something that is really heavy, you know, will give some kind of relief. So a lot of people just jump, you know, oh, I'll just make a joke over about it and then it's fine. And yeah, I really don't know. That doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> doesn't sit well with you to do, but do you do it? I don't think I do, no. Because there's a lot of topics that I think would, one day give a lot of material, but I definitely don't write jokes about, so. That is uh, definitely your call to <laughs> do that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know the degree of the stuff you're talking about. I want to go into, it sounds like I don't want to. Um, that's for the stage, baby. <laughs> that's for my solo show. This is 2023, Marin's <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> I hope I can really say that joke. <laughs> no, you're definitely, you're definitely on the money there, like in terms of a, uh, yeah, the processing stuff, which is, I think everyone's doing it a bit more now. I mean, you say, you're seeing it more uh, post-corona. Uh, yeah. Like, I think everyone's, like, I, I, when I started gigging again, I was like, oh, wow, a lot of people are talking about the therapy. Yeah. And here's mine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. And I don't think that that's not something that you shouldn't talk about. And really, you only will know yourself if you're ready to joke about it or not. Mm. Uh, sometimes I feel like as an audience or listening, you can tell if that person has processed it or not. I'm just like I'm not saying don't talk about heavy stuff, but for myself, I want to make sure I don't you know take that step away of processing it and being sad about it, mm. and then I want to write like real cracker jokes about it. <laughs> but you have to have the middle part. <laughs> You're actually describing a pretty funny feature of uh, comedy, which people might not realize, which is that like. There'll be comedians going around being like, oh, this is so good, but I've got to get better first. <laughs> and then this piece of trauma here is going to be so juicy. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, that's that's what I mean. <laughs> and that's great. That's, that's going to make it interesting. But Oh, it's pretty yeah. fun. <laughs> Just planning it. You're like, not good enough for this, but it's going to be good when I get yep. that. No, I, know, I 100% agree. 2023 is probably optimistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, 2025. <laughs> um, are you – so you go to therapy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's good, like weekly sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of for, like fortnightly, but it depends on the time. I feel like it just makes sense to, you know, you go through periods of your life where you need it more. So you go weekly and then, you know, you work through the chunk of it <laughs> to the, through the thick of it. <laughs> and then you can maybe go a bit less. Um, <laughs> This just feels so strange because you're so happy and smiling through all of this. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, like I can see why you vibed with Arn Doe in that really? sense as well. <laughs> like you're always like happy and smiling like that. I guess is that um. So I guess and you focus on the processing of stuff before trying to get there, and you're saying you don't do it. So when you say you don't, so 
and again, tell me if this is going too far, but like maybe you don't make a joke about it, but do you maybe not, you find it hard to uh, like treat some, let someone know the seriousness of something sometimes maybe like is in a defense mechanism of, ha ha ha, yeah, that doesn't, I'm not affected by that. Ha <laughs> ha, you're so funny. But actually inside you're like fuming at like something or like upset but instead of making a scene, you're just like, ha, ha, ha yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Do you feel like you do that maybe? I don't think I do that. I think that uh, sometimes what I think about quite a bit is that I have a lot of heavy t- topics to talk about, even with my friends, and always feel like, oh, this is too this is too heavy. Like, let's not, like, wowie, like, <laughs> turn it down a bit. <laughs> I do think about that a lot. Um, I mean, that just sounds like almost the same thing. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, no, it does sound different, but that's interesting. So you just don't even like, because you can engage with the topic and you don't have to be like super intense either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be like, guys, we're going to talk about this now. But you can't be like, hey, this is something that happened to me. <laughs> I, would, I would never do that. <laughs> so in other words, you just avoid any topic that doesn't make you laugh. <laughs> no, no, I do. I do talk about it, but I guess like I've gotten very used to checking in with my friends. It's like, hey, this is this thing that's quite heavy I want to talk about. Is that okay with you? Mm. But I do feel like that's I like I want to talk about heavy stuff when when I'm not laughing. I probably want to talk about heavy stuff all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. This is sounding complicated. <laughs> 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 but again, it makes sense with your liking of uh, the happiest refugee Ando thing because that's obviously him dealing with. He's he's almost the golden child of what you would want in a way. <laughs> is what you're saying, right? Is yeah. Yeah. Put that on. Yeah. Once again, is. Australians um, most loved comedian. <laughs> The big smile on his face. Who needs a good book cover when you're the most loved comedian? Maybe I should just write a book and then just put that on the cover and people are like, who's this? You're going to be Australia's most loved German comedian. You can try. That's yeah. the least. People will be like, what? <laughs> this sentence is very confusing to me. Yeah. Uh, you, do you like fiction or nonfiction more? Um, at the moment, I do love memoirs a lot, So, which is, yeah, All I right. guess a reason, another reason I picked this one. I've uh, read a few memoirs. Is there a difference between memoirs and like autobiographies? Uh, yeah, there is. Um, a memoir is more is not so much focused on the telling of the story. Like an audio autobiography is very um, more structured, as in like this happened and this happened, this happened. A memoir is more like you know the structure might be different, and it's more the person like oh this is what this felt like and this is what this felt like. So it's actually uh, it's more focusing on a certain aspect. Of a life, yep. Rather than like, yeah. I was born here, yep. grew up there. Da da da. It's it's focus. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I feel okay. like you said it like it's probably written in a dictionary, and I've said it like someone who once like looked at the dictionary from a distance. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's what a memoir is. <laughs> I'm just taking what I'm just following your lead. I'm just making this up. Yeah, yeah. No, you just said it in much better words. So. <laughs> Well, look, I do read a lot of books, so uh, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm I'm very I'm very good at my words. Yeah, <laughs> with my first language, that's your second. <laughs> Although at this point, is your is your German still better, or is your English better now? Um, it's both not great, but German comes back. <laughs> if I go back to Germany, you know, it takes like a couple of days, and it's back. Although not good enough for my. Nah, that's something that my siblings do tease me about my German. Really? Yep. Is that because you got an accent? Um, yeah, they do think I have an Australian accent, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they also make fun of me for like uh, very minor grammatical errors 
you know. <laughs> I like how you've gone out of your way to establish on the podcast that they are very minor, okay? It is very unreasonable yeah. for them to be pointing it out because they're very minor. I just want everyone to know. Yeah. Uh, the What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So the I guess the, What? Memoirs? Yes, yeah, so it was. Just, uh, yes, the non-fiction thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, uh, yeah, the reason I ask about the memoirs is uh, to know the standard. Like, so you, you've read a few of them, so it's like it's always it's always good when you you know it's like oh, I've read a few, and this one's probably the best one of ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Adds a bit more street cred. Not that you, uh, yeah. no, you can, you're allowed to like no, whatever you yeah. like. I'm just interested in the depth of what. Yeah, yeah, no, but I need that street cred. That's yeah, you know, um, just because I yeah, I mean, I read, but I take a very long time to finish a book. So is that because you get distracted? Yeah, yeah, I get distracted. Um, do you read or do you audiobook? No, I read. I can't do audiobook because I need something visual. <laughs> um, if someone's just talking, then I'm like drifting off somewhere else. I need to, yeah. You need someone in front of you. Yeah. Or yeah, you need a book that engages you. Yeah. How are you with movies? <laughs> Great, they're so visual. Okay, that's I'm just checking. Okay, so you need something engaging the visual part of your brain, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a weirdly specific uh, thing. Okay, yeah. you did mention, yeah, yeah. So music as well. You, do you listen to music? Yeah, but that's you know, you, yeah, that's different. Quite often, you kind of think about something else, and the music is in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, um, very. A uh, very few people do the thing you see kids did in the 70s and stuff where it's like lie back on your bed and chuck on a record yeah i do actually do that too what yeah really yeah i do do that sometimes yeah i really love that i've only ever done that like three times and really? i loved it every time yeah but it's like just so weird because you could do something else yeah but i find that that's really quality time where maybe i should try again with an audiobook one one day you know but then i'm just like now i'm you know learning i don't want to learn i just want to Listen to music. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's like, that's fair enough. And music obviously has a lot of different things to it. Firstly, it's far more um, emotional, like in terms of it's it's hitting more than just your brain. You know what I mean? It's hitting the feelings and stuff. So I, I totally understand that. And it's shorter <laughs> as well. It's yeah. a few minutes <laughs> rather yeah. than like sitting there with something, listening to it. Uh, okay. So it has to be, a, it has to be a book. Yeah. You have to read it. Yeah, but I mean, I, what where I'm coming from is like, you know, when you find out how you learn the best, if you like learn by someone explaining it or if you learn by reading it, I always thought that I learned best by reading it. So I think that would make sense that I can't take uh, like take in information as easily if it's just spoken. Have you ever had someone read to you? No, I definitely want that happen. You want that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I, between you and me, I had a friend over Corona, over COVID times, uh, he, with his girlfriend. He would read to her, like at night, they would, he would call her and read her. That's amazing. A story, yeah. I was like, that is the lamest stuff. I want that so <laughs> you bad. Goddamn loser. <laughs> <laughs> is that just jealousy now? <laughs> nah, maybe. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't care about figuring out my emotions. That's your thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that sounds amazing. I, I can't believe I hadn't even thought of that as an idea in life, you know. I guess it could be a sort of a se sexy thing, I guess. Yeah, sexy time. sounds super sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll raise it to someone one time. It's yeah. Just like, but I, actually, I'd be like, yeah, but I want to read faster. Oh, really? <laughs> no, nah, I'd get into it. That's the thing. Because yeah. of audiobooks, especially, you, get, you hear ones who are like get really into it and they're just like really explosive in their – the way they describe everything. So, yeah I'd, yeah, be, I'd be feeling a lot of pressure actually to lift my game. Yeah. 
especially as like a performer, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I think that's why it's so interesting because even when, um, I guess, oh, like audiobooks, if you like the book but you don't like the person reading it, that's just going to ruin it, isn't it? It's kind of, yeah. I, I don't know how much beef you got with random narrators. <laughs> they just mean the sound of their voice, right? Yeah, I just feel really strongly about voices. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about? I guess we could go with the... Uh, uh, the only other one, I guess, uh, if you want to talk about it is so the refugee side of things was the political, like running away from that stuff. Um, and did, like, I guess on that note, and it's probably the last part I want to talk about is uh, does Ando and his book talk about anything like that? Uh, no, very little. Like, um, yeah, I did read a little bit about the Vietnam War, which I knew very little about and now i know a little bit more still very little mm. but yeah he doesn't like he does he's not very political i think in the book right and but what about and in terms of the personal does he talk about like needing to go get psychological assistance does he talk about anything to do that or not no really? he doesn't no yeah. that's yeah it's actually quite interesting there because i you know from my experience i feel like if you've gone through something so traumatic it's very helpful to go through therapy and you know have the help from someone to help you so, deal with it yeah mm. but he doesn't doesn't really talk about that it's the 80s baby you don't need that stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know there's a lot of people then he's now in his 40s and that's i think <laughs> this maybe once you're in your 40s and you've never dealt with your trauma you start to become really really weird <laughs> <laughs> Like you can ignore it for so long, but then you just... Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you are QAnon fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that's 50s, <laughs> like, what Conspiracy is happening yeah, yeah. with this person? Yeah, yeah, that's 60s, when they got the rails. Yeah. It just gets worse and worse. <laughs> Which is, by the way, everyone. Yeah. Until, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's true, but, yeah, hopefully, like, you get, you know, a bit odd and quirky, you know, like, cute little quirky old people, not like... <laughs> old people with heaps of trauma that they've never <laughs> um, yeah no that's yeah. That, that that's all old people i gotta be honest yeah, yeah like, really oh yeah undiagnosed trauma that's our whole thing we're human <laughs> beings who wants to deal with that stuff eventually all it is you know what it is actually new theory you know what it is like you said you got to always be going to therapy eventually everyone's like ah fuck it <laughs> i'm just yeah. gonna let it pile on now i'm sick of doing the work <laughs> yeah i can feel that like i've definitely thought that many times yeah well, look, uh, at least then you'll, you've got your guiding light in Ando. <laughs> He's fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I uh, guess that's kind of everything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do like to ask, uh, did you feel like from this conversation, you've got any new connections between you and the book? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. I think my, probably preparing for this chat um, and also chatting the chat. <laughs> Um, I've realized why I, I do like it so much. So the family ties, that wasn't so, I wasn't quite that aware of it, that that's what drew, what kind of drew me to it. Yeah, it's interesting um, that again. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, it's like, a, it seems like a very, you know, such a different culture, like Vietnamese culture. It just sounds so warm and welcoming <laughs> and not like German. <laughs> yeah, I can only, you know, talk from my own experience. There's lots of very warm German families, <laughs> surely. Where are they? <laughs> Come and turn it into <laughs> a racist spiel against the German people. Okay. Um, this is not where I wanted it to go. Um, nah, cool. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you've learned to appreciate something some more. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for being on the show. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. No worries. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.